All right. Now, again, you know, when we talk about grace, you know, we are actually, tamang-tama yung, yung series natin ngayon is titled, Grace Changes Everything. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ changes everything. And uh, as I've been preparing for this, I remember a story uh, that happened when I was in high school. Uh, we had a transfer student, uh, parang pa-transfer siya ng iba-ibang schools, no? But uh, he was medyo siga siya, medyo, you know, uh, buff, uh, and uh, yung cut siya, tsaka buff siya. Pero kinaibigan namin, parang uh, siyempre, para hindi kami talunin, di ba? So, he was, a, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. Later on, we, find, we found out, meron pala siyang mga hiwa dito. So, pero, I mean, we didn't mind it. So, he was like a normal guy until during one of our semestral exams or quarterly exams, I forgot which one, our long exams, you know, all of us were quiet doing our exams and suddenly, nasa likod siya. So from the back, he carries his desk and throws it in front. There's a blackboard, bang, warak yung desk. He runs out. I mean, he, something clicked, okay? And then, he runs out of the classroom, tears his, you know, uniform, parang incredible hook, warak, and then was running. Dito sa Ortigas Avenue, okay? Along uh, uh, Ortigas, and then yung guidance counselor namin, okay? Was running after him, took the cab, and nag-uusap sila habang nasa cab. Siya tumatakbo, parang wala siyang t-shirt, nakapantalon lang, and then running like crazy. And so, I mean, that, because of that, I mean, he transferred to another school, but it left a stigma, okay? We, all of us still remember that person and parang ng reputation, okay? And stigma that still carried because of that situation. And I'm telling you that maybe there are, you know, when we growing up, maybe high school, elementary, or maybe even your college, there are things that have uh, made a mark, a stain or a stigma, Okay? Now, because of certain things that has happened in your life. Okay? Maybe something small, maybe something big that has happened that left a mark that you still carry up to today. And sometimes we wonder how, you know, paano ba mawala to? Paano ba ma-erase to? Okay? How can this be removed in my life? And let me tell you, sometimes we carry some of those things in our lives because of something that has happened in the past. Now, let me tell you, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ okay, has the ability and the capacity to erase that and change even your past, even the most painful things that has happened to you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ can erase and change that. And I believe your story this morning, uh, exacto yung story, because we will look at a person who was carrying, she was carrying a stigma, okay, all throughout his life, because of her profession, because of what she was doing, she had earned a bad reputation. But let me tell you, when she encountered the grace of God through Jesus Christ, something began to happen that transformed her. And I want us, I believe, as we look at this story, we will find ourselves in one of the characters of this story. And hopefully, as you immerse yourself in the story, we will experience God's grace just as she did. And that's why I want for us to open our Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, the third, third book in the New Testament, 
Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, we will read first from verse 36 to 39. Okay? Verse 36 to 39. So let's begin. 736. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. So this Pharisee invited Jesus to come over for dinner. He went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment and standing beside him, uh, behind him rather, at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. And now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, you know, if this man were really a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Let's pray. Father, bless the preaching of your word. Let us understand and experience your grace this morning so that we too can be transformed and change. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, very briefly, para maintindihan natin what was happening Okay, there are three characters that we see in the story. First of all, of, of all, rather, see Jesus Christ. He's the one who was invited. And at this point in time, in Luke chapter 7, Jesus was gaining popularity. He was gaining popularity because of his teaching. He was teaching, he was healing, he was preaching. Uh, he had what he preached and he taught. There was authority, and so he was gaining popularity among the people, among the crowds. And uh, not only that, okay, he was also gaining some enemies because the teachers of the law, the scribes, and even some of the Pharisees were trying to question, Sino ba tong bagong salpa dito? This new rabbi, this new teacher, who is this guy? Who is this Jesus? Okay, that the people are uh, following. Now, he performed a miracle at this point in time. And that's why one of the Pharisees, the first protagonist, protagonist natin, his name is Simon. Simon the Pharisee, okay? So, hindi yung actual picture niya, pero parang ganyan siguro. <laughs> Simon was a Pharisee. And so, when he found out about Jesus, he was teaching and preaching and healing. He was curious, Okay? And so he invited Jesus for dinner. Now, another Pharisee by the name of Nicodemus. Remember Nicodemus? We find it in uh, John chapter 3. He was also curious about Jesus, but the reason he met with Jesus, he met Jesus at night when no one was looking. Okay? Nung wala makakita na nag-meet up sila. His, his uh, reason for meeting with Jesus was more of doctrinal and theological. He was asking Jesus about you know, about the kingdom of God, about being born again, and all of these things about the, the Spirit of God. Simon had another reason why he invited Jesus for dinner. Okay? There are different reasons why invite people for dinner. And obviously, this was a uh, respected and uh, popular teacher na invite niya. And the reason why he invited is not for him to, you know, to... Uh, because he's siding with Jesus, he was probably trying to gauge kung totoo ba tong Jesus. Kung totoo ba tong, uh, the, 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 what the reputation of this new guy. Totoo kaya to? So, 
if he proves to be who the people say he is, the Messiah, then he would be in the right, okay? Kumbaga, meron na siyang advantage kasi medyo kaklose na niya, na-invite niya sa bahay niya, right? But if he turns out differently na, oops, fake pala to or iba pala to, then he would know exactly how to deal with this Jesus. So we find this guy, Simon, the Pharisee, having this dinner, okay? Having a party. Now, merong, merong, uh, <laughs> may konting joke yung, ano, yung Bible. Have you ever heard a Pharisee having a party? Parang it sounds like an oxymoron, right? An oxymoron na Pharisee and party. Parang hindi yata kasi anong pag-uusapan nila during their party? Pag-uusapan nila, ano yung latest Sabbath law? O, alam mo, may bagong law akong sinulat ngayon, ah, di ba? Or ano kaya yung mga giveaways doon? Mga latest phylacteries, mga scripture uh, tassels, okay? <laughs> ano yung mga pagkain doon? Wala siyempre, wala mga pig and blanket kasi kosher food lahat. And in other words, it was a boring party done by the Pharisee. Okay, medyo, it was sober. Tahimik lang siguro. Okay, so we see Jesus coming in, reclining at the table. And, let's start sila magkwento. Now, the party began to be more colorful because of the third character that came in. Okay, this third character that came in, uh, Wala siyang pangalan. The Bible does not name this woman. In other words, can you imagine? Ang pangalan niya, yung iba isang babaeng pumunta doon sa party. He, she was actually a gate crasher. Hindi siya invited sa party. Have you ever gate crashed a party? Okay, meron dito. Come on, raise your hands. Okay? Hindi kayo nag-gate crash. Ang babait naman nyo. <laughs> sa party. Okay? Or sa wedding. Baka nag-gate crash kayo sa wedding. Okay? Now, the Bible did not identify kung sino to. Okay? She was just said, there's a woman of the city. A woman, ang description sa kanya is a sinner. A sinful woman. In reality, this was a prostitute. This woman was a prostitute who sells her body. Now, can you imagine a prostitute gate-crashing the party of a Pharisee. Okay. Can you imagine the scandal? And he, she began doing some things to their guest of honor. See, si Jesus, may pinagagawa doon na siguro na skandalo to mga Pharisee na to. Wait, wait, wait. Guest of honor, ano pinagagawa mo dito? You're not invited and let me tell you, you are a sinner. You're a prostitute. How dare you? Okay. And so, uh, Hindi ko alam kung meron kayo na-experience na sa party na may nag-gate crash and began to, the, the, nag- nagkaroon ng skandalo sa inyong party. Okay. Anyone experience that? The closest I could probably relate to is, uh, I remember during the funeral of my father, uh, yung daddy ko, may, may, nung, nung ililibig na siya, uh, papunta na magkaroon ng, ng convoy ng kotse, papunta sa Manila Memorial. Eh, anagkataon, sa South Superhighway, may dalawang mag-convoy. I, and uh, I had a couple of tita who were titas from the province, notorious sila because mahilig sila mag sa mga funeral. Sila yung nag, ah, sama na ako, huwag mo 
iwan and all of that. So all of us were mindful na ako sana wag mag-skandalo. And what happened was, during the convoy, nasama sila dun sa kabilang convoy. Okay? <laughs> so, sama sila sa kabilang convoy, itinito. So when they arrived at the funeral of another person, okay? Pagbabala sa kotse, parang, ah, di namin masyadong kilala to siguro mga ibang mga ka-office or whatever. So they began to cry, ah, wag kami iwan, sasama kami, and all of that. You know, pupunta kami, and all of that. And so, Everyone was staring at them. Dalakating, sino kaya to, no? So they began to cry and cry until pagtingin nila doon sa casket before ibaba. <laughs> Iba pala. <laughs> Mistaken identity. And so, oops. Slowly got out, got to the car. By the time they went to my father's funeral, nalibing na yung daddy ko. Praise God. Okay? <laughs> but there are situations where Things can be scandalous or awkward at least, right? This is a situation like that. Can you imagine, okay? This woman does something that is very offensive to Pharisees. But let me tell you, to Jesus Christ, it's not offensive. It became an offering that he received. What she did that offended the Pharisees became a fragrant offering of worship. That's what grace does. The thing that causes others to stumble or para ano, because can you imagine, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the rabbis were holy people. If you would read the Old Testament, it would say, you have, if you come in contact with anything or anyone unclean, okay? you would be unclean, right? That's why they are so careful what they touch, who they associate with. But let me tell you, when Jesus came to the picture, when they encountered Jesus Christ, the most, the vilest sinner, the most unclean, unholy person, when she touched Jesus Christ, Jesus did not become unclean, but the unclean became clean. That's the power of the grace of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, there are some of you today, you feel like you're dirty because of your past. You feel like because of your history, you don't deserve the mercy of God. We don't deserve the grace of God. If we think, if you think you deserve the grace of God, then the more you won't receive it. But God's grace is so powerful, it can penetrate the darkest, the vilest, the most secret sin, the deepest chain that you are covering. It can penetrate and can heal you and transform you. That's what happened here. This unclean sinner, prostitute, unholy person, when she touched Jesus, see, Jesus did not become unclean. She became clean. The power of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is what happened in the story. Behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table 
in the Pharisee's house brought an alabaster flask of ointment or perfume. Now, again, this act became ranks as one of the most beautiful and meaningful acts of worship in the Bible. Right? Where even up to today, we all know what this woman did and what that action represents and meant or symbolized to God and to Jesus Christ. This act that she did. And she risked a lot. She risked, risked being stoned to death for doing that, right? Coming over uh, uninvited and she as a prostitute, she risked everything just to be with Jesus, just to worship Jesus, just to sit and minister at the feet of Jesus Christ. Tayo today, kontong ilan lang, konting traffic, ayaw na natin to worship, to come together. Let me tell you, this woman, kahit ano pa yung hindrance, she would overcome just to be with Jesus because she experienced something that changed her forever. Now, let's go on. Ano bang ginawa niya? Standing beside him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, wiped them with the hair of her head, kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now listen, itong alabaster jar that contained a very expensive perfume. They said that the cost of the perfume, yung alabaster jar was uh, expensive itself. It's made of semi-precious stone. It's, ma- it's made of uh, ornate uh, and, and all of that, deco- decor- de- decorative. So, mahal na yung, yung vase, yung, yung, ano na yun, yung flask, yung alabaster jar, pero yung laman na perfume, they said that it cost one year's wage. Okay? Imagine your sweldo, yung sweldo mo. Okay? One year's worth plus the bonus and the extras and all of that. I guess depende siguro kung ano yung magkano yung sweldo nyo, but this was one year. During that time, this was so expensive. But let me tell you something more. This jar represented her professional identity and her financial security. Because she used this perfume for her job as a prostitute. Nagpapabango siya. So by pouring that, by breaking it and pouring at Jesus, she is making a statement that this is the past already. And I'm making it, I'm giving it to you. I'm pouring it to you. Wala na siyang financial means to do her job because that's what the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ did. It changed her life. How ironic that maybe appropriate that the perfume used in her profession as a prostitute became the token of her profession of her faith in Christ. The perfume she used in her profession as a prostitute would become the token of her profession of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's grace. Kung anuman yung things that identify us with something bad in the past, when we go to the cross 
Jesus transforms it and makes it into an object where we can worship. She pours out and says, Jesus, ginagamit ko ito to commit more sin. But tonight, I'm breaking it and pouring it to your feet as an act of worship. Now, you alone are my security. You alone are my identity. You alone are my life and my future. That's the power of grace. She would be willing to do that. It changed everything about her. Now, let's go back to Simon, okay? Simon, when he saw what she did, she, uh, he saw it with a different lens. Kaya iba yung reaction ni Simon. Okay, so let's read on. Okay, 39. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, okay, sa kanya, sa sarili lang niya, he was not talking to Jesus, he was just thinking this. If this man, kung totoong propeta to, dapat alam niya kung anong klaseng babae to. He would have known what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Dapat alam niya, kailala niya kung totoong prophet to. Right? Now, the good news is this. You know, there's a reason why the Holy Spirit allowed Luke to know what this guy was thinking and wrote it in this gospel. <laughs> because Jesus knew what he was thinking. Alam niya yung pag-iisip nitong si Simon. And that's why he gave him a story. Okay? Okay, Simon. I'll tell you a story to explain or to make a point. Okay? And this is the story. Let's jump, okay, to verse 41. Sabi niya, there's a, a, there's a certain money lender who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Okay? So, which of them will love him more? Yung 5 or yung 50? Or yung 500 or yung 50? Yung 500, okay? Very good, children. Because yun rin yung sagot ni Simon. Sabi niya, Simon answered, medyo siguro napapaisip siya, ah, baka trick question to ah. Although, wala naman. Very simple, straightforward. Very simple mathematics, di ba? Hindi naman to trick question, pero the one I suppose for whom he canceled the larger debt. Now, to make this proper context sa uh, context natin para maintindihan natin 50 denarii 500 denarii let's just say the 50 denarii would be around 50,000 pesos and the 500 denarii would be 5 million pesos okay for our context now here's the case may utang sila neither of them had any money to pay the lender right wala silang pera but because of the goodness and the compassion and the mercy of the lender, he forgave them. Oh, sige, wala kayong pambayad. I'll forgive both of you. Now, what does it mean? Why did Jesus tell this story to Simon? 
He knew that in Simon's eyes, the prostitute is the one who had the debt of the five million. And siya, ang utang niya, hindi man lang 50,000. Eh. Siguro 50 pesos lang ang inisip niya. Yung prostitute ang utang niya malaki because of her sin. Five million. Ako ang utang ko, 50 pesos, konti lang yung mga kasalanan ko compared sa kanya. That is what she was thinking. Now listen. Okay? That's not the point of why Jesus gave this story. You know why? Because if you cannot pay your debt, it doesn't matter if you only owe five centavos. Everything will be taken away from you. Kung yun yung usapan. Both of them had a debt. Wala silang pambayad. Whether it's five million or five pesos. Because walang pambayad, everything will be taken away. If you are broke, you're broke. If you can pay, then you're in the same boat. There's no difference between owing a little and owing a lot. At least in the spiritual context. Okay? In the financial context, meron yan. But in the spiritual context that Jesus was talking about, there is no difference. Now, all of us have a debt that we owe God that we can never pay. Because of sin, you cannot pay. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We owe God something, even if we wanted to, we are broke. Wala tayong pambayad kay Lord. May utang tayong lahat. And that's the point that Jesus was driving at. Jesus was saying, Simon, lahat kayo, you're in debt to God. Some will owe a little, some will owe more, but no one has the ability to pay God. Now listen, here's the gospel message. God is willing to forgive all the debts equally. Whether you, you whatever sin, small or big, if you forgive him, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ forgives all sin. And that's why Jesus wanted to make this point to Simon. What Jesus point to Simon is this. Simon, there is fundamentally no difference between you and that prostitute. You're the same. You're in the same boat. No matter how you think about yourself, you're in the same boat. Everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So, now, turning then to the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, but you gave me no water for my feet. She wet my feet with her tears, wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss. But from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet 
with the most precious thing she has. Do you know why she's doing this? She's probably asking Simon, do you know why this woman is doing this? He did not know. Because the problem of Simon, he thought he was better than the prostitute. Simon said, you don't understand Jesus. She is a sinner. Jesus probably countered, you don't understand Simon. She is not a sinner. She was a sinner. The grace of God forgive, forgave her of her past. She is not a sinner. She was a sinner. You know why? The grace of God changes the tenses in our lives. Whatever history you have, it's in the past tense already. Whether you feel like you, you feel like today, you feel like you're still in the same boat, you're still dirty, still haunting you, the grace of God changes the tenses in your life. Instead of she is a sinner, she was a sinner. Instead of you living in the same boat, trying to see yourself in the same situation, as I've said it over and over again, when God relates to you, it's not in the basis of your history, but it's the basis of your destiny. Not on what has happened to you, but on who you can become in Christ. That's how God would relate to you. We call that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why today, there are some of you today, you're still living in the past because of what has happened in your life. What has happened in the past, you cannot forgive yourself. Yes, maybe there's some areas in your life that are so deep and so dark and you feel like the enemy has gotten his roots in your life so so deep and you say pastor you don't know what I went through what I did no matter how deep the work of the enemy is that's how deep the grace of God wants to fill you with his love with his acceptance with his grace changing the tenses in your life very important And that's why when we go on to the next verse, therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little, loves little. Now, sometimes when we read this, dito tayo nakaka-confusion. Sometimes when we read this, iniisip natin, you know, okay, so that means when I have a lot more sins, I'll be forgiven more. The worse you are, the more you are forgiven. Right? The less, you know, the less you sin, the less you will be forgiven. No. It's not what Jesus was saying. What Jesus is saying is, the greater you sense your own need for forgiveness, the greater will be your love when you are forgiven. You will have gratitude and love in exact proportion 
with your sense of your own sinfulness. If you think you've been greatly forgiven, you will greatly love God. If you think you have only been forgiven a little, you will only love God a little. You know, I, I think I lived a pretty good life growing up. B.C., before Christ, before I became a Christian, I think, medyo okay naman ako. Hindi ako namamatay tao. Never went drugs. Hindi ako nag-drug push. Hindi ako rapist. Hindi ako whatever. Okay? Abuser. I think I lived a pretty okay life. A good person. Okay? But, let me tell you something. When I was confronted with the cross of Jesus Christ, that's when I realized the depth, the gravity of sin, the sinfulness, that there's murder. Every time you're angry, okay, there's murder in your heart. You know, anger, anger is unfulfilled murder. Union. There's lust that's unfulfilled adultery. Right? All of these things, when you see the death of sin, when I saw how vile I was, I did not commit those things, but I saw the depth of sinfulness, the sinful, the sinful nature inside of me. That all of us will have that can have the capacity to do this. Let me pose a question to you to drive home a point. What if, what if you could get away with anything, any type of sin, without any consequence? You could steal, there's no consequence. You could murder, okay? You could do anything. What would you do? The sinful nature in us would think of some things already. That's the gravity of sin. It's only the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that restrains us from fully venting this. And that's why when I encountered the cross, I, like, I knelt down and said, Lord, I'm the vilest of sinners. I'm the worst of sinners. That's what Isaiah encountered. In Isaiah 6, he was the most righteous in Israel. And yet, you know, I'm a man of unclean lips. When he encountered and he saw the depths of his sin compared to the holiness of God, that's when he knew. How much the grace of God has changed him. And I pray that today you would have the same encounter. That you would encounter the depths of our own sinfulness. So that we can be eternally forever grateful. Because apart from that, we will always think, Konti lang kasalanan ko. Mabait naman ako. sinfulness is there the potential to do all of these things is there and apart from the grace of God with 
withholding that. All of us will do that. That's why it's so important. And I pray that we'll have a fresh encounter with the holiness of God and with our own sinfulness. That's when true revival happens. A revival happens when we say, Lord, I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm not as righteous I, you know, as I can be. Because that's when you realize you need the grace of God. And that's why as we begin to close, he said to her, this is the first time Jesus talks to the woman. First time. And look what she says. He says three things to her that I believe changed her life completely. And if you get this, it will change yours as well. She, he declares three things that I believe the grace of God does, did for her, that I believe God wants to do for all of us this morning. The first thing he tells us, your sins are forgiven. That took care of her past. Second, he said, your faith has saved you. That takes care of her present. And he said, go in peace. That takes care of her future. The grace of God changes everything in this woman's life. Her past, her present, and her future. That's what the grace of God does, did to her. And I believe that's what the grace of God wants to do for all of us. I believe there's some of you here, you're still stuck in the past. Some of you, you cannot get out of your present circumstance. You cannot believe that God would let you out. But let me tell you, the grace of God changes everything. He wants to give you a new perspective of life. Not of what was, but on what God wants you to become. Changing the tenses in your life this morning. Amen? And I'd like to ask the music group to come up. We're going to sing this song, but let me tell a story as I, as I begin to close. I remember when, when we were just beginning the Victory Weekend uh, module, we, probably 15 years ago, maybe 2005, 6, or 7, uh, in Victory QC, we, one of our leaders, uh, they were retired, uh, senior citizen, they retired, but they're still managing their family business. They, their, the family owns a building in Pasay. So, sa Pasay, may building doon. And in that place in Pasay, yung magalo, marami mga vendors, ganon. Wala pa si Mayor Isko kasi whatever. So, daming magulo yun. Magulo sa Pasay. I mean, you know the reputation of Pasay. That was the height of it. Okay, so, and he had compassion for the people there. Sabi niya, papakainin ko na lang nila because he knew the way to a man's heart in the Philippines is through his stomach. And true enough, nagpakain siya. Pansin, wala, mga, mga ano lang. He invited some of those, yung mga, some of the vendors. So, na-invite niya yung parang head ng isang mga fruit vendor, na yung mga leftists na nandoon. Tapos may pumunta na isang uh, na kaibigan niya 
yung isang nag ano nag uh, yung ano yung nagsasnatch ng bag <laughs> yun yung mga kaibigan niya snatcher okay yung mga uh, tapos may isa naman may isang may isang bugaw na dumating ren so yun start ng small group niya those three people and every week he would go there but every time they would experience something so bumabalik sila kumakain sila but not only that they began to invite so naggrow yun na naggrow until na invite nito isa na nga may isang yun nakapatay na may uh, um, may isa doon yung yung, yung bugaw na invite niya yung kabit niya tsaka may dalawang prostitute under her na invite but there was so much radical change in them they went to one to one punta sa victory weekend victory weekend Napunta sa Victory Weekend, I remember that. I was there. Duuna talagang ayaw na, talagang tinatamaan na eh. Hindi uh, uh, kaya. Sabi na, just go through that. Kasi, the Lord will do something. May gagawin si Lord. Ito lang kayo. So I remember that, going through that. And I could just imagine yung counseling in time. But they were so turned around encountering God experiencing the grace of God, that, that small group began to grow. Yung sa area na naging 20, 30 after a couple of years. Kaso nabenta na yung building. The building was sold already. So we had, they had to uh, in-endorse na lang sa Malati Church. Even though wala na yung small group, I still remember, on their own, they would go. And I remember that story that What's the difference between those people and us? Right? Kasi ngayon parang, kaya ba natin? Kaya nyo ba? Invite sa bahay nyo. Kaya nyo ba? Because sometimes there's more of Simon in us. <laughs> right? Than we dare to think. But you know what I realized? We're just the same. Iba lang yung mga brand na sinusuot nilang damit. Ibala yung kinakain nila, sa iba lang sila nakatira. But we're dealing with the same thing. Sinfulness. Maybe at first glance, kita, Ay, mas, malala, mas matindi yung kasalanan nila. No. Apart from the grace of God, we are just the same. And that's why today, I want for you to understand that the grace of God changes everything. No matter where you came from, whatever your history is, it changes everything in your life. And I want all of us to receive God's grace. How do we receive God's grace? This is my last scripture. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 to 7, Clothe yourself, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. The difference between Simon and the woman, there's pride in Simon. There's humility in the woman. If there's pride in you, it is God Himself who will oppose you. But if we humble ourselves saying, Lord, I don't deserve you, I don't deserve this. 
then the grace of God is already yours. Listen. Some of you, you feel like you're in a dead end. But today, hearing the grace of God, Jesus is in the business of still rewriting the scripts of your life, changing the tenses and the verbs And if you would allow, give it to Him. Give the pen to Him and allow Him to be the one to edit your story and make His story of your life. You will have the best possible ending ever because His grace changes everything. And let me tell you, the grace of God changes our guilt into gratitude. It's a catalyst that changed us, that changed me, and it's a catalyst that can change people that you encounter. I hope matanggal na whatever bias we have of the people around us, that we will be agents of God's grace that changes the people that we encounter. Amen? Let's all stand up. Father, we thank you. Indeed, we don't deserve all of this. We don't deserve nothing. But it's only by your grace that you have changed us, touched us. And so as we sing and worship, let this be the cry of our hearts. Because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to change some of you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Truly, your grace changes everything. It's at the cross where we can come to you, be who we are at our worst, and yet find acceptance, full acceptance. And today, as we are in an attitude of prayer, as we bow our heads before him, I feel that there are some, some of you, you just need a just a new turn of life, a new turn of leaf. Like starting over. And the grace of God allows you to do that. To start over. Because you've been chained to the past. You've been, it's like you cannot move forward. But let me tell you, the grace of God cuts through all of those. The things that has kept you, God wants to remove and change those tenses in your life from just being who you are, who you were to who God has destined and created you to become in Christ. So if you're that, if you just feel like you, you need that, you need a, just a brand new leaf, just a turn over, new things, just lift your hands to God. I believe God's grace is here and will touch your life. Just lift your hands to Him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You that no sin, no failure, uh, what nothing in the past could separate them from Your love in Christ. So even today, let Your grace change everything. Change their past. Change their present. Change their future. Because we thank You that Your grace changes everything and so even right now we declare that even as you said that if anyone is in Christ 
He is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. I speak newness and refreshing, wholeness, peace. Let new beginnings arise that they will walk in the new things that you have for them. We commit them to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.